Hey guys, this is Mason Bush with Code Hurt University Podcast. Welcome to the show. Coonhunting University is brought to you by Superior Hunting Lights. Superior, step up to the max. Use discount code CHU Podcast at checkout on nighthunters.com. Conkey's Outdoors, hunting and hound supply store. We stand behind Conkey's and is the only hunting supply store that we personally recommend here at Coon Hunting University. You can find out more at conkeysoutdoors.com or find them on Facebook, Conkey's Outdoors, and give them a like. And GNR Cedar Dog Boxes. They make a high quality cedar dog box at a great affordable price. If you're in the market for a new dog box, reach out to Gavin at 615-962-5266. What's up, Zachary? Not much, Bush. What's up, buddy? Uh, not much. How you been? Uh, pretty good. Just chilling at the house. You been hunting any? Uh, not much here lately. Really, ever since turkey season. I ain't coming on and on. So you've been wearing the turkeys out? No. I'm going to warm you out, bud. <laughs> do you do any x-rays? I'm not today? a turkey killer. Just a turkey hunter. Yeah, I did a couple x-rays today. Do you, uh, do you do any x-rays on Tim Tucker's welds? Don't need them. <laughs> oh, me. You think he's ever failed one of those x-ray tests? No. I'm telling you, Tim Tucker, when God said, let there be light, there's old Tim striking up a heart. <laughs> Laying his first bead. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, man. So, tell everybody where you're from and everything, Zach. I am from Oneonta, Alabama, originally. Uh live in Gersel now. Uh, kind of north central Alabama. Pretty flat there, ain't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Yes, sir. Coons all over the place. Mm. Um, fix and get married, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, let's see. We're about uh, ten days out now. No, it's not too late. Wow. Uh, what am I going to do? <laughs> Might as well, I guess. Yeah. Congratulations, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, Not many people know Zach's fixing to come on the podcast with us. Got him some equipment ordered and on the way. It'll be... No, I appreciate that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. be nice to have you. So go ahead and tell us... Uh, what started your coon hunting career? Well, uh, my granddaddy and my uncle, they always kept dogs. Uh, my papa, he had quit hunting by the time I was born, but my uncle, he, he always kept one, and I'd go with him, you know, one time I was six, seven year old, and he'd have a dog, a tree, coons, squirrels, possums, you know, and we'd go hunting. Day and night, just whatever we treat, it's cool. Uh, 
and you know, and then my cousin had some dogs, and I hunted with him a good bit. But you know, so I, I was always around them, but I never got a dog till I was old enough to drive. My dad didn't hunt or nothing, so I was gonna be the one that had to carry myself, you know. Uh, right. When so, you, I mean, when you got your first vehicle, was it the the red Chevrolet? Yeah, the old Walker Life. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> hmm. Fired and got to it. Yes, sir. <laughs> but no, uh, so the first dog I got, it was a blue tick that I bought out of Swapper when I was like 17. He was no count. I was out of the blue dog business. Uh, <laughs> a buddy sense. of mine, no, but a buddy of mine, he had a, uh, he had a second junior bred dog named Cord. He was directly out of Rock River Cord, and his mama was heavy second bred on bottom. Uh, and I'd hunted with him a good bit, and uh, I just fell in love with him. And I, that was going with uh, that boy Cody Loftus was his name. Uh, and going with him, uh, you know, that they was the ones that kind of introduced me to competition hunting. But during that time, also. Uh, I was obsessed with the Walker dogs, you know. And uh, Kurt Aaron had come out with Tree TV, and I just fell in love with them track man dogs. I loved the way they were colored up and that big track man locate. And yeah, I was like, I got having one of them. So, uh, you know, I then got rid of the blue dog, and uh, I was getting ready to graduate high school. And uh, I said, I'm, I'm going to take my graduation money and buy me a dog. So I'd been looking, and uh, I finally got in touch with Kurt Aaron. So, you know, I don't know how, because it was hard to get a hold of. But anyway, I got in touch with him, and uh, he said, uh, he said, yeah, he said, by God, I got two male pups up here. And uh he said, one of them's kind of black and white, open-spotted like the mama. And he said, the other one's a red-headed blanket back SOB, by God. <laughs> looks just, by God, looks just like track, man. And I said, that's the one I want, Kurt. So uh, we uh, agreed to meet at Clarksville, Tennessee, because he was coming down through that way. So me and my cousin took off up there. and. Uh, Told us to meet us at the tractor supply at exit four. We pull in the parking lot, and there's Duran Lincoln there sitting in the parking lot waiting on Kurt, too. We got talking to him. I bet you we waited two, maybe three hours on Kurt. <laughs> and right before he was about to get there, he called and said, Hey, don't meet us at the uh, supply, come meet me over here at the Arby's. <laughs> so he ended up not even coming where we were supposed to meet us. But anyway, so that's when I got Chief. And uh, that was the dog I, I was, he's still alive. He's 11 years old now. Uh, I've had him since he was just a baby puppy. And what I've done most, most of what little winning I've done with, uh, when I first got him, I hunted him in some 
UKC hunts. I didn't hunt any PKC. Um, and I finished him out in the Grand when he was about three years old. And, uh, you know, he was just getting good at that point, really. And I wanted to keep hunting and hunt. So I started about 2013, I started hunting some PKC hunts. Really liked those and uh, just kind of went on from there. Uh, then, you know, a couple years later, I started, I had a real job and, uh, you know, made enough money where I could go with some bigger hunts. And, uh, I started going with some pro hunts with him and um, somewhere along in that time when me and Sam Bailey teamed up on him, you know, he came in, bought half of him and he's helped me with entries and going to world hunt and national, he went to the nationals and pro hunt, stuff like that. But, uh, we always had our best luck at Good Springs. Uh, Chief did. Uh, I got in the Sunshine Jamboree a time or two. Uh, that 500 added they used to have, like in September, got him in at that a time or two. Uh, got in the top 16 of the pro hunt twice and made the final four one time in uh, 2016. Stop you. And, uh, is that it? Was that a good springs? Yeah, that was a good springs. Uh, take us through it right there. Uh, do, you, do you remember anything about it? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was getting into. I ended up splitting second and third. Uh, we hunted the final four off. Uh, <clears throat> you had Drake Robertson judging. Uh, Doug Hebner, who's always a God, he he owns Alabama Pro Hunt. Yeah, he's he, you know he's about he dominated it. He's about on yeah. with Good Springs. Yeah, um, Doug was hunting uh, Dolly, and then Lane Leverett was hunting Clone, and uh, Jamie Painter was hunting Weapon. Uh, you know, and uh, you know, like I said, with Doug's history at the Alabama Pro Hunt, and Painter had been tearing it up with Weapon, and I'd drawn him before. Uh, at the CHKC World Hunt, and uh, I knew what he was about. And then Lane, you know, he and Clone were hot at the time too. My uh, early cast on Saturday night. This would be a good place to start. It was uh, me hunting Chief, um, Brad Durham hunting Chloe, Kevin Cable hunting Little Money, and Billy Bell hunting Jesse Jane. Uh, so we got there and we cut loose I can't even remember what all we struck for but I know Brad took a strike minus for babbling or something and uh, little money was out of pocket Chief and Jesse Jane got treed together a time or two and uh, the first tree you know they were keeping their distance from one another and uh, they had a coon I can't remember what I had on that and we cut loose again. We made a tree. Chief treed this one. And Jesse Jane backed him. But from the first tree, I knew I was kind of scared to tree him. So she got treed for 100 on it. And I treed Chief for a quarter. We get in there. And they ended up fighting. Uh, so Jesse Jane was scratched. 
and this is a uh, dead tree, and but it's not like to the point where it's hollow yet all the way through, but it's got the only holes in there are just these little bitty squirrel looking holes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, my God, there ain't no way there's a coon in here. Well, I look over here and here's Billy sawing off a, a little sapling and uh, I'm like, what's he doing? And so I'm fixing to show you all this coon. He said, I'm headed to the truck anyway. Uh, he goes over there and he slaps on that tree with that green sapling he'd just cut and run a coon out of there. Oh, wow. And I said, thanks, Billy. And he went on to the truck and uh, got scattered way out. But, you know, we went out here and a little money to score that second tree. So six guy on cable uses option. Uh, so we're going to call a timeout and catch it. And uh, little money's like, a mile or something like he's weighing under and at this point we're you know me and brad everybody else is back in the truck except for cable and we're all sitting here and i'm just sweating bullets you know and they'd all hop up oh here comes car oh here comes car you know i'm like oh my god i don't want to have to cut loose the cable Brad had enough minus where he wouldn't, you know, he had some minus, so I wasn't really worried about him, but, you know, Cable could beat me if we got cut back loose. But anyway, uh, we sweated out the whole hour, hour caught him. I'm nervous the whole time. And we, so it's just me and Brad left. We turned loose one more time. I tree a coon, you know, that locks it up for me. Uh, so we get back to the clubhouse. They want to hunt it off. Uh, so we go out there. Drake Robertson's the judge. And uh, like I said, uh, Doug and Painter and Lane. Uh, so we cut loose. I was so nervous. First dog that opened was Clone. I said, Chief struck. Lane didn't say nothing. So I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and then I can't remember. Lane struck for 75 or Doug did, but one and two did. But they both struck the right dog. And then Chief finally opens. Oh, Painter says, weapon struck. <laughs> <laughs> so people was calling the right dogs that night for sure. <laughs> Sounds like it. Up until this point, I don't know that Doug's female had treated a coon during this whole pro hunt and made it to the finals. Uh, like, seriously. Like, he, he told us that before Cass. Or she might have treated one, something. I mean, but she didn't do, you know, she caught every break she needed to catch and just stay out of trouble. Right. Well, and that was kind of how this ended up. I'm struck for 100. Doug's bitch goes out here in trees. Uh, clones on through the country and so is weapon. Well, we start making our way in there. 
to Doug's female, and there's old Chief hanging out. I'm like, what? Little I know at the time is when he, that was probably some Ehrlichia stuff. He wouldn't just come in and hang out. If he was going to come in, he was going to come in and cover it, you know, treat. Right. Anyway, he threw away his hunter strike. We cut off of that tree. He goes 50 yards and trees a coon. And we had to go, we were on our way to, uh, uh, this is funny right here. We were on our way to store uh, a lane, I think. He was treated at that point. And uh, Doug's little boy, Reed, this was 2016, so he couldn't have been, how old is he now? Probably 12? Something like that. Yeah, so. Five or six uh, year old. Yeah, he was a little older than that, though. He was, he was probably seven or eight, but he was a little feller. But he had walked every step early and late Friday and early round, and it was on late round Saturday. And he was coming, he was lagging behind us, and he goes hollering for his daddy and says, I got to do the number two. <laughs> <laughs> so they were on the way to score that dog. <laughs> Doug has to go out here and help him go to the bathroom in the middle of his field. We all laughed over that. But, uh, <laughs> by that time, Chief's five was up. I went to handle him. Me and Dalton Tally hung out at his tree for what felt like forever. Uh, Painter had tree coon for a quarter and a hundred. And I tree coon for a quarter and a hundred. Uh, and Lane was moving or something. So, uh, Doug wanted me and Painter split second and third. And, uh, Lane got four. Got you. But yeah, that was probably, that was probably my, that was the, the biggest moment of my hunting career to me, you know. Right. And it'll always be, it will always be special to me because that's kind of, you know, when you start going to hunts and you haven't really won much, and then you you know you do good at a hunt or you win or something, and you kind of feel like you fit in with the other guys better. You know, you kind of feel like an outcast mm-hmm. until you've proven yourself. Yeah, you know? so that 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 felt that felt good. I hate that we couldn't win it. Threw away a hunter strike like an idiot. <laughs> it happens, man. They make you sick. They will make you yeah. sick. Uh, you talking about little money there? Did is there something he done that night? Isn't that your newer dog credit? He had a little money. Yeah, he is. Uh, and yeah, I'd, it wasn't so much from that night because uh, I didn't, re- you know, didn't really have the opportunity to see him do anything that night. He just blew out, but. I'd hunted with him a time or two and uh, just like the way he moved and, you know, obviously kept up with what he'd been winning. And uh, Sam, my partner, he's kind of one of these guys, he believes in a lot of those old school stuff about picking out puppies and whatnot. And people always say the, the first puppies out of a dog is always good cross. He's ever gonna throw anything, he'll throw it in that first litter. And uh that was gonna be Little Money's first litter, so we booked a pup. Uh 
and I really like him. Uh, I hadn't won quite what I did with Chief with him, you know, because I won a lot of Chief's money. He's he's almost gold champion. I won a lot of it at local hunts, you know, right. thirty dollars. But uh, but he hadn't won what Chief's won, but I hadn't ran the hunts like that either. But as far as just a coon dog, I like him a lot better. He moves good. He hunts hard. He's gonna have a coon when he trees. Uh, I just hadn't, I hadn't been lucky with him in the hunts. You know, there's a couple little. Conkey's Outdoors knows that keeping up with the latest in hunting technology can be expensive. That's why they are proud to offer amazing financing options. From 30 days, same as cash, to 0% interest for 6, 9, 12, and even 18 months, depending on your credit score and the amount you spend. If you've been eyeballing that new thermal or want to upgrade to the latest in tracking system technology, go find out more on the web at conkeysoutdoors.com, or if you're in the Hastings, Florida area, stop by and visit They'd love to have you. Conkey's Outdoors. Houndsman. Helping houndsman. He was wanting to cover for a little while, you know. And I didn't do a great job breaking of that, but he's kind of, you know, as he got older, he's kind of grown out of that. But he's just unlucky in the hunts, you know. And he's not the greatest strike dog ever, but. If you come to my house and stuck a gun in my face and told me, hey, you need to carry me out, this dog needs to carry a coon, you need to carry me out and let me see this dog carry a coon or I'm going to shoot you, I'd feel pretty comfortable cutting him loose, you know, within reason. Maybe we'll hit a lick with him one of these days. We're going to keep trying. So I mentioned something to you. Actually, Tyler came to me looking for another person to kind of help do these podcasts he's he's got a lot coming up between work and he's got a he's got a little one on the way and um i told him i knew the the perfect guy that uh if we could if we could get you some equipment that you'd you'd be i think i think you'd be great at it so you you jump right on it when i ask you what what makes you think that, uh, that you'd like it what well I've always just been fascinated with uh, with media, you know, with with people interviewing people, and you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts and watch a lot of stuff on YouTube, just people talking. I, I mean, uh, and you know, when I was younger, I was big into, I you know, I wanted to be a get into broadcasting. Uh, but you know, as I got a little older, I kind of realized that may not be the most sensible career. It's a big gamble as far as getting a job. Uh, I went a different direction on that. But um, after I got out of high school, um, I started doing some play-by-play on the local radio station for the football team. I really enjoyed that, uh, but. I kind of quit doing that because I got busy working and, uh, you know, I was coon hunting a lot. So, uh, I couldn't really commit all my time to that, but, um, you know, so I've always been interested in that type of stuff. And of course I love coon hunting and, 
enjoy hearing stories about the people that in the cone hunting community and uh, you know kind of want to explore into the podcasting deal and uh you know start interviewing some of these guys so i feel like i've i've got some unique ideas that'll be you know a little a little different uh approach than what some of these other guys are taking um you know and you know we'll see where it goes but um i'm i'm a fan of all these guys doing a podcast you know i listen to all of them uh you know, and I want to see them all do well because it helps promote our sport. Right. We're glad to have you. Uh, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm, I love hearing everybody's story and where they come from and how they got there and how hard they work. Some of them's a lot harder than others, but that's something. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, that's that's what makes it, you know. I mean, to me, that's what makes coon hunting so interesting. Uh you know, it's the the competition side of it. Uh, you know, that's what introduces you to a lot of people that you otherwise wouldn't have met. And, you know, that's what kind of keeps you going back. If you're not, you know, if you're doing this for a hobby like I am, you go because you like being around the people and you like being there at the hunt and feeling the, you know, the buzz of a big hunt. Uh, you know, it's just enjoyable to be there and uh, I, I feel like these podcasts will kind of bring people uh you know bring that to people that feeling of you know being around all these folks and hearing them hearing the stories you know bring it to them right there in the palm of their hand you know right uh, like you said coming to them haunts man it's uh, I've, I've met some of my best friends these hunts like you and drake and ward painters a lot of people know we're on a, a group message that that uh if most people was on they'd probably murder the rest of us but <laughs> yeah but, there's been some yeah well i mean that's times. that that's the best part of it for me you know just all the folks i've met and the friends i've made you know at the end of the day, that's that's what I'm doing it for. Because I mean, if you're doing this for money, uh, you'll starve to death. You'll starve to death. You know, I mean, if you're paying your own way and doing it, you know. But uh, especially when you get when you you know, there's been guys that's been able to do it that can win. But when you're like me, you know, it's a little different story. Me and you would have. <laughs> would have been in the, the welfare line a long time ago yeah we wouldn't hardly make a platinum champion put together but <laughs> yeah we'll wear them out that's for sure oh yeah well uh what about some of the people that's kind of helped you along the way coon hunting so some of you some of you closer friends and oh gosh we got uh, we got to hear about uncle dave we, we need some dave stories oh yeah oh dave not uh, Dave is my uncle. It's my mom's brother. Uh, hates and he is hates Alabama football. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's special needs. He's uh, some kind of autism. It's you know nothing really officially diagnosed, but 
he's you know got all the signs. So he's always lived at home with you know when my grandparents were living, he lived with them, but he lives in their house still by himself. But it's right to raise my parents, and we keep watch on whatever. But uh, tenant hunting loves it. Uh, he's got three or four dogs, and he's always kept dogs. And you know he was the one that first carried me hunting when I was a kid. You know, right. And, uh, Man, he's a trip. He don't drive or nothing, so you know you gotta go pick him up. But you can call him at two o'clock in the morning and say, "Hey, Dave, come on, let's go turn this dog loose." All right, all right, I'll, I'll be right there. And yeah, <laughs> he, I mean he'll go. He's got it made though. But yeah, uh, but yeah, man, he's just he's funny and he'll get fired up and he'll get talking all kind of crazy mess about these dogs and oh yeah but he he tells me the competition hunts there's a bunch of politics <laughs> there's a bunch of lying dogs and you know he don't he judges a dog by what they do every night <laughs> oh he probably loves it twice as much as we do oh god yeah i mean he, he gets pumped over on train possum he'll have He'll trap a cage possum and hang it up in the yard just to hear his dog straight. <laughs> yeah. That's some he don't care. That's some Levi and TJ stuff there. <laughs> yeah. I mean that you know that, that's what I'm saying. He never the way he is, he never got past that you know, when you're that way it is when you're twelve, thirteen, fourteen year old out here hunting, you know. He never got past that. He's got to see it through that lens his whole life so he's probably better off than the rest of us right I know I tend to get out there and dog goes to acting stupid and I just it gets to where it ain't fun sometimes but I try to I try to keep myself humble and remember I'm out there trying to have fun yeah and you know that's that's kind of part of my problem too I've I get burnt out on pleasure hunting really easy and I just it's hard to keep that drive to hunt and that's one thing I want to talk to some of these guys I've got planned the interview you know uh, that's that's what they've all pretty much got in common you know they're hard hunters and uh, even if they're not the hardest hunters just the drive to Run these roads every weekend, going to these hunts and and you know get in there and get after it. You know, I, I want to talk with them about what drives them to do that and what you know, because you know for some guys it may be the money. Uh, you know, for some guys it's not necessarily so much the money as it is, you know, just wanting to go out there and be the best. Uh, you know, and everybody, everybody's got a little different motivation, so it'll be interesting to kind of talk to people about that. We need to get Ward on first thing and ask him about his about his drive to pleasure hunt night after night. <laughs> yeah. See, well, see what drive. But Ward, <laughs> you know, whatever formula he's got, it works. Hey, it yeah. really does. We we like to aggravate him about not hardly pleasure hunting but I mean you, you can't knock the man he, he wins week after week uh, that boy 
has got it out the mud in his current game and come out to be one of the best in the world. I mean, so it's, you know, it's been cool to see him just keep after chasing his dream and, you know, it's, he's living it now, whether he knows it or not. Right. Like you said, he, he definitely started at the bottom and he's, he's, he's made it. He's, He's he's one of the top now. He's he's he comes up in every conversation. I'm, we aggravate him and stuff, but I, I'm I'm proud for him. A little jealous, but that's why I had to go to work every day. I couldn't make it as a coon hunter. But uh, but yeah, and you know that'll be interesting. Just getting on here and talking about not necessarily with guests, but you know just me and you talking about you know who are the best handlers in the world right now. Who's the best dogs? You know. Uh, because everybody's kind of got a different opinion on that, too. Uh, that's kind of why I, why I want to do, you know, it's cool hearing these coon hunters kind of tell their story from from the way they got started all the way through. Uh, but, you know, I kind of want to get into the, uh, the deeper parts of it, you know, right. and uh, kind of uh, analyze analyze it as a sport break it you know break things down you know what makes these guys go out here and do this because uh i think that can help some of us, us other guys uh you know maybe get on our winning ways a little bit more you know if we had i need all the help i can listen get. yeah listen to the guys who know what they're talking about mm. but, it's, it's starting to get hot, and I'm I'm laid up with a broken leg, so my drive to do anything is very slim. Yeah, yeah, I don't really like hunting much in the summertime either, which is weird because it seemed like when I was like first starting, it didn't bother me a bit. Like no, when I was like when I was in college, uh, when I first when I first started, I didn't go to classes in the summer, so. I was hunting all the time, but, uh, Hey y'all, Tyler here from Coon Hunting University. I want to talk to you a little bit about extreme dog fuel and what sets them apart. Superior nutrition at the lowest price possible. So they've been told the amount of vitamins and minerals they use in their feeds overkill and that they could reduce cost by incorporating less expensive ingredients in their formula. But they believe the right mix of important ingredients makes a huge difference in your hound's skin, coat, performance, durability, health, and longevity. They promise they'll never change their product to lower the price or to compete with cheap commodity dog foods. All their ingredients are taken from the South Central United States. So go check them out and you can find out more about Extreme Dog Fuel at ExtremeDogFuel.com and find a retailer near you today. Extreme dog fuel, feed it for life. And see, that's the thing for me, man. I don't see how these guys can just keep on driving with a dog like after their first one. Because uh, that first one, you're fired up about it. Yeah. Right. Uh, but then the next one comes along and you're comparing it to him and, you know, uh, you you forget a lot about that work that that you put in, and 
you know, other things come along in life and you're just not as driven to do it anymore. Uh, or I, I mean, I'm, I'm not like I was back then, but, uh, you know, some of these guys are, and that's just crazy to me. Yeah. You know? It's crazy. How everybody's built different and their drives different. And... Yeah. And, and, and the guys that are the best, they've got that, you know, they've got that killer instinct, you know, they, they got the, the Kobe Bryant Mamba mentality. They just, they just love the grind and, and you know it pays off for him, right? It's like weed, man. He 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 comes up with a winner after winner after winner. He stays at the top, put two different dogs in the in the the top money earning spot. Um, won everything. Honey, the greatest dog of all time because he's coming much. Exactly, just he's and so young. He's he's sky, sky's the limit for him, and he and he. Yeah, I mean he's done. I mean, I know he's come along in kind of different eras than some of the old guys, but for the pro classics, if you look at what he's won, I mean, at at, at twenty four years old, he was he had won as much money as some of the best to ever do it. Right. Yeah. You know? uh, so yeah, I mean, he's he's no doubt he's the best in the game now. But I mean, there's so many good handlers. You know, you got you got the burdens, you got Michael, you got uh Styler, I mean just uh Dual Murphy, he's been winning all over the place. Uh an entire, Cable, Engle. An entire Ohio Mafia. <laughs> yeah. Uh you know, Strickland all them. I mean it's just Are you in the market for a new dog box and just don't know which one to get? That's why I encourage you to go check out GNR Cedar Dog Boxes, especially if you're wanting something different. GNR Cedar Dog Box was established in 2016 when two avid hunters wanted a dog box that was affordable and great looking at that. They provide a high quality, handmade, lightweight box to the customers. They take pride in the fact that their boxes are fully cedar, which will last a lifetime in all types of weather conditions. Cedar also ensures your hounds stay a little warmer in the winter and cooler in the summer. You can find out more about GNR Cedar Dog Boxes on Facebook. G- find them at GNR Cedar Dog Boxes or give them a call at 615-962-5266. They're located in Lawrenceburg, Tennessee, USA. You know, there's, there's so many good handlers in the game now, but that's just how PKC's always been. It's 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 grown tremendously in the last twenty years. Well, I, I've only been around for ten, but uh, but just looking back twenty years, reading stuff, it's it's crazy how how much it's grown in twenty, especially just in the last four or five years. It's I, oh yeah. When I started, I'd have never believe that they'd be giving away the money they're giving away and as many hunts there is. It's no. I remember no. the first hunt I ever went to was Blue Tick Days in Sullivan, Alabama. It was a 50 with 500. And there was dogs, people, cars lined up. It seemed like a mile down that road. And that was, that was like the biggest hunt in the south. I think it was at the end of May. It's, it's about this time of year. I think that school had just got out. So, um, and what was it, 1,000 added or something? 500 or a thousand added something like that. I don't exactly remember but it's I thought 
man, this this is it. Yeah, and I'm you know I remember when when we had KC come along. Uh, what they give away at the World Hunt? The, the first year that Mason won it, it was like forty. Forty or fifty. And then like uh, Jesse Jane, I can't remember if she was forty or fifty, but then. The, then it went up to fifty, and everybody's like, "Oh my god, fifty thousand dollars in a coon hunt!" You know, it's that insane. was unheard of. It's insane. And what sport, you know, and you know now what pro sports you can doing. go win twenty thousand dollars in one night. Right. What pro sports doing is, is they're they're killing the game. I think if they'll stay on the right track, they'll they can do big things. With, with, with yeah. Oh yeah. Going. Oh yeah, and 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 they yeah. Uh, it looks like they're kind of specializing in the big hunts, and I think that's uh, that's the way you got to do it. You know, you don't even try with the lower level stuff. Uh, you know, because uh, there, there's, my opinion, there's getting to be there's too many hunts as there is. I, I like how they're doing. It. They space everything out, keep it bigger. Yeah, and they don't try to compete with each other. Yeah, they just. And it's like the truck hunts, they're affordable. I like how they're set up. They keep them in good spots. Um, Scott and Levi and Greg, they, they've done a tremendous job with that. I, yeah, and, uh, you know, even UKC now, you know, they're they're doing a lot of big things. I hunted UKC since I granted Chief out, you know, maybe a couple of RQAs after that, but, you know, that's been... 2013 or 14 maybe the last time I did. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but they're, they're doing some big things now and kind of starting to, you know, they're giving away money now. And that tournament of champions, uh, the broadcast they did, I mean, that was just awesome the way they did that. Yeah, they really, you know? they really killed the game on. The- and they, they've got the, you know, they've got the money, they've got the sponsors. And they, you know, they can afford to do a lot of big stuff in this and, so yeah, the, the sports moving right now. Uh, I mean, the sky's the limit. With if they just keep grow, if everybody just keeps growing and it keeps going like it is, the sky's the limit. It's, I'd like to see even this podcast and the live broadcast and everything on a whole another level when it comes to these bigger hunts. Even like yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe I mean, on TV one day, I know that may be far fetched, but I don't see it any any different as like a maybe a horse race. Well, they got. I mean, you look at some of the crap they show on ESPN, cornhole and tag, and uh, I mean, they be showing some stupid stuff on there. This uh, this this could be something that. Just like horse you know, racing, it, I mean, outsiders could bet on. You know, you, you know, you got you got all these people who love to gamble. Just make it to where you can make outside and inside bets. Or something they they could set it up to where it it could be so huge. And it just you could. Yeah, I mean, there'd be a lot to go into it and get it to the, the point where it could be gambled on or anything like that. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it could it can get big, you know, and. Like I said, they can put all this other crap on TV. They can put these dogs on TV, you know, this coon hunt on TV. Because they can show all these other dog sports on TV. And, uh, you know, these these hounds are, they're some of the the best canine athletes in the world, you know. Uh, 
and you know now we're getting smarter with taking care of these dogs and the feed's better and you know we you know people tend to take them to the vet more and do you know do more to get them in top shape and uh you know these dogs can that's why these dogs can be ran up and down the road to these hunts and you know get hunted every night when they're at home and and uh just hold together and still be able to perform like a like a professional athlete yeah <clears throat> you're talking about running up down the road like they said meltdown had miles after miles after miles the weed would have him somewhere every seemed like every night every weekend he was getting in a in a hunt somewhere oh yeah he, I mean and it didn't matter where that dog was just a winner another uh, one that's been like that his whole life he, he won from from his first hunt until he's until he's not even dead he has a thousand dollar bill and he, he I think I don't did he, he won super stakes didn't he one year yeah uh he won it one year and I think Jesse Jane won it the next year and I, I want to say they were in the finals together both times one of them got took off of a tree I can't remember if it was Jane or Bill that got took off of a tree in the finals got super stakes and should have won that one Hmm. But the other one won because one of them got took got taken off a tree by a landowner or something, and I had to believe it. That's uh, that's some of my luck. Um, yeah, he's he's held together, Mark and Coy, and then there's been a few more that's, that's helped him along the way with that dog. Okay, and the thing about that dog, you know, he had he had hit a little spell, or you know. You got so used to him, like, oh my, him and, him and Meltdown both. You got so used to him, like, oh my God, they're winning, they're winning, they're winning everything. And, you know, they go to a couple of hunts and get beat, and you're like, okay, yeah, that, that's it, finally. You know, they're burned up, they're done. There's no way they'll go back to winning like they did. Yep. And then they'd, you know, be trucking right along. Down got his spleen took out or something one time. Yeah, he he hit a little dry spell, and he had that surgery, and he come back from that surgery, and you know, went right back to winning like he was. I didn't know that. I know, just uh, it's been a couple months. This past winter, me and me and Mark hunted Bill a few nights. He's uh, Coy hunted him in a hunt up here in Somerville just just a couple months ago. He got beat. Bill, yeah, sure did. Uh, the night me and Painter. I don't remember who else got in, but me and Painter both had got in uh, at Somerville. It was like a $300 Pro Classic, and uh, Coy had hunted Bill and it. He, like I said, he got B. I don't remember what happened, but he's like... Bill and Chief were probably about the same age. So it, was he about 11-year-old? Yeah, I think he's a he's a, like a 10 model. T, he's, he's 10 or 11, oh, 11, 11 or 12-year-old. Yeah, and him and Chief were right around the same age. There was a lot of good dogs right through there. Um, it's, it's like they come in spurts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's weird. Cause, I mean, with this, you kind of you kind of see these dogs. Like you, you know, after not very long, that you know that dog's like he's one of the good ones. You know, he's he's a legend. Right. 
you know, and you kind of you kind of get to see it before they're gone, which is you know. A lot of sports you don't really you know you don't really know how great some of these guys are until they're not playing no more. But right, these dogs, you know, we we know who everybody's gonna remember. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think media helps a lot. I used to people would have to wait till a pro hound till pro hound come out, and just word of mouth. But I think so, oh yeah, social media and just. And this, uh, just it helps promote everything so much. Well, I mean, even even like uh, twelve years ago, eleven, twelve years ago, when Kurt had the tree TV, he had that, and that caused me to want to go buy a TrackMan pup. You know, uh, I remember you know, this stuff. I remember and, being like, like a Wipeout podcast. Sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you, but. Like the Wipeout podcast, you know, everybody's all fired up on Wipeout dogs if they heard that. Right. You know, so this it's does influence people through all this. I know since the Wipeout podcast, I talked to Barry calls me here. I call him nearly every day. We hunt together. I hunt with Barry more than I hunt with anybody, but he uh, he said he could sell since that podcast. He could have sold five hundred pups and. The sky was the limit, really. He said it's, he's had people call and call and call on pups. He said he, he could have had, he could have sold five hundred, could have retired off wipeout pups if he'd have had them. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean it's, you know, which that's one thing. Barry did such a good job of. Wipeout became a brand in coming hunting. You know, I mean. He'll, PKC and Wipeout just was the perfect the perfect matchup yeah right now Barry he's he's definitely gonna go down a legend for that it's, he, he's made a just a tremendous um pack yeah. down on this, the dog breed and everything it's this something that'll probably be going on for Long after we're gone. Oh yeah, that's uh, crazy. Going back to Kurt and Tree TV, I remember I was like in ninth or tenth grade when, when I first started coon hunting, and I'd be sitting like in computer class or something, and I'd get on YouTube and I'd go to go uh, like go to looking up coon hunting. I remember when uh. When I finally found Tree TV, I thought, man, this is the best shit since sliced bread. But I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I, the whole track, which I, I hunted, I done a, a good bit of winning with a, a dog out of track, man. I, I hunted a young dog. I'm sure you hunted with him. Uh, Jim for Wesley Hastings. He was a nice. Yeah, I'm real Jim. He was, he was a good one. Um, but I don't I don't know. Just Which I've never just been huge on a certain bloodline. I just, I just want a good dog. But... No, I mean, I mean, I, I, I was all about the track, man. You know, when, when I first got cheap and everything. But I mean, no, I don't care as long as it's a good dog. Uh, I like it. But I mean, I've got some stuff I like better than others. But uh, you know, if I'm gonna go buy a puppy, but I'm not gonna hate on a dog just because of what it's out of. 
I remember watching them videos and like you said, Trackman's just monster mouth and let's go coon hunting, boys. Man, I, and I, I'd never met Kurt until I went to the play to, I think it's past November or December. And he guided us. And I, I after the hunt, my dog had got off out of pocket or something like that. He drove me around and he tried to come right off the road and he had me rough. He said, knock him out. Man, <laughs> I, I talked I talk to Kurt a pretty good bit, man. I, uh, I really enjoy talking to him. He's, he's, a, he's, he's a nut, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, well, he's a good dude, you know. He, uh, oh, yeah. I, I liked him. I, uh, oh, hell, I mean, he started me on my way in this, you know. You, uh, you he have, kept me a deal on that putt and everything. You have Kurt pajamas don't you yes sir (laughs) 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 oh me well Nolan it's it's starting to get late this uh I'm pretty excited about getting you on board um oh yeah uh I look forward to it it's gonna be a lot of fun talking to a lot of these guys uh I know uh I think my first one um I've got Connor Morris. Uh, he lives just up the road from me in, in Boaz. Uh, I'm going to get him to come over here to the house uh, and be my first guest. You know, he's uh, one of the youth world and with the punch dog and uh, got the got down the heads up cast as the Nationals, I think. And you know, he's got it. some of the big pro classics. Good dog, good kid. Uh, uh, yeah, so I look forward to to doing that one and and several more in the future. Um, me and Bush just sit, sit around and kind of brainstorm some guys with uh we'd like to uh, to have on here. We're gonna be doing some with me and Bush together, interviewing folks and then and then just one of us. Uh, so yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, I really look forward to it. Yep. Well, me and you both. Uh, anything else you'd like to say before we sign off? I don't guess. Uh, I guess you want me to say something stupid. But... <laughs> Keep him on the wood. Yeah. Shout out to TJ. Keep him on the wood. Oh man. Speaking of TJ. Uh... I'm gonna get him and Levi on here together for long. This, oh god, man, that is gonna be a trip. Y'all better have your waiters pulled all the way up for that. One. You better go buy some chest waiters for that one. Yeah, just get a boat. <laughs> well, if that's all you got to say, uh, I guess we gonna get off here. All right, bud. We'll see. You. See you, bud. really hope y'all enjoyed that interview as much as i did if you like what you heard here go on over to facebook give us a like at coon hunting you also go to apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and a review it really helps us out and remember if you need a new hunting light do not overlook superior they make an awesome light best customer service in the business man their walking light and double red is the brightest i've ever seen 
Use coupon code CHUPODCAST at checkout at nighthunters.com. You can find the link in the description box below this. Coon Hunting University is a product of Audio Hound Productions. Until next time, y'all have a wonderful day.